is something that has way more meaning and way more depth, perspective. A lot more for me as a person and a lot more I can that I can offer to people. I can actually see what I can offer for people, what's the value I can bring into the world with my stuff. Welcome to the Flying Fruit Bowl, a platform dedicated to discussion and exploration of art in the creative process. In this episode, I had the chance to talk to the amazing Simona Resheva. Simona is an artist based in London, whose paintings explore a sense of mysticism, culture and personal identity. I thoroughly enjoyed my talk with Simona and I really hope you enjoy it too. The best place to start would be tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became an artist. Um, okay, so I'm from Bulgaria. I don't know if that's part of the answer you're looking for. <laughs> I'm from Bulgaria, so um, I've been living there all my life um, before I moved to London, obviously. I moved here like eight years ago, but I've studied fine art painting in, back in Bulgaria. Uh, before that, I was... I was studying math, to be honest, um, but I was always into art. I was always painting. I was always drawing when I was younger. Um, not so much painting, to be honest. The, the painting part I got when I graduated, I was wondering what to study. And then I decided I, I want to study painting, even though I haven't painted with oil paints before. So that's when I started like testing out. I had, I had friends who were artists, so they were like, helping me get to learn the paints and everything. So I got accepted. I studied there for four years. And when I graduated, I moved to London. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much how I became an artist. But I have always been drawn to, 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 to the arts, to be honest. Just the painting part came a bit later. I wasn't always painting. I started painting a bit later. I actually started doing graffiti when I was a teenager and I keep reminding myself of that recently because I have so many friends who are uh, muralists and I'm, I, I've been talking to them um, recently and that just reminded me that when I was like 15, 16, um, I, was, I was actually doing graffiti, not, <laughs> not that I'm proud of it, but it was just very interesting now that I'm thinking about it. And I have a couple of pictures. Oh. Um, very different from what I do now. Very, very different. It's just uh, that was just another exploration, I think. Another way of being. Say that's really, really cool because that's like um, the building blocks of where you are now and kind of what got you into art and what I like how you kind of uh, progressed. That's really interesting. That's really interesting. And particularly murals. I've actually spoken to a lot of artists recently, and I actually look at a lot of artists recently who do a lot of work outside in the environment, and I think. Um, I think that's in some ways the future of art, and particularly nowadays with the way the world is. I think kind of having work exhibited in the streets or in walls, I think is a great way for people to to see it. Yeah, agree. I, I was really thinking of coming back to this at some point because I I do I'm always drawn to like bigger canvases. Yeah. The bigger the better. Absolutely. <laughs> it's just it's it's at the same time it's hard because you have so much space to fill in and because i love so many details it's just sometimes obviously takes longer to make it of course um and i don't know it's just 
I, I, I keep thinking about it, especially recently. I just talked to a few friends about this, and they all say, "Oh, you you're gonna be great. Just just do a wall or do something." And I don't know, one day maybe. But I am definitely, I definitely started thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's great, and that's, that's also like the fun part of being an artist that you can explore different avenues, and you're not, you know, you shouldn't be afraid to try new things, even if it's not quite what you think you want to do. Like, there's always that that openness to explore. Yeah, I'm always open to new things as well. So it's um, yeah, like you said, there's no. I mean, there's no limit really. Just because I paint with oils doesn't mean I can't draw wall or I can't do I don't know graphic stuff. Which I'm just open to anything. And honestly, since I had the baby, which is now he's not a baby anymore. He's one. <laughs> um, but since I had him, my the, the everything changed because I started thinking in in a bit of a different way first because my time is very limited now not gonna lie just i i don't have the time i had before and this means i have to structure everything more and i have to really block time and for, for painting and that i just have to sit down and paint there's no Oh, I'm just gonna scroll down Instagram and do stuff like this. Or I'm just gonna I, I don't feel like painting. There's no such thing anymore. I just have to sit down and paint, otherwise it's never gonna happen. Is that constructive to you though? Uh yes, because before yes, it's it's as weird as it sounded is because um before I wasn't um I was a bit easily distracted, I can say. I mean I was painting it and sometimes you know you get in the zone, but then if you don't get in the zone, you get very distracted. I was very, getting very distracted. So um, I could be painting for hours, but then at the end, I wasn't painting the whole time. I was like doing all other, some like random things in the meantime as well, apart from painting. While now it's just very, I can very easily switch my focus to painting and just get into it very quick. I think it was just out of necessity first and then out of um honestly sometimes just training you just you know you have to do it and just get on with it <laughs> yeah that's that's good though like it forced you to, to to get on with it and i bet it's probably it probably has helped and i can imagine in quite a, a big aspect actually um so so you moved to london um i guess to and you know if you don't want to say it's not a problem, but like, why did you choose to move to London? Um, it's a, it's not that interesting because my mother used, to, she still lives here actually. Uh, she lives here, so um, she was like, "Why don't you move with me, me and my now husband? Um, why don't you move to London with me?" And I'm like, "Okay," because I just graduated, and obviously I started painting in Bulgaria. There's not that much resources for artists or at least I think now I don't know things are changing to be honest but back then that was like eight years ago or nine um when you graduate you don't you become um a teacher probably or I mean it's just difficult I'm not saying it's easy here or anything definitely not saying it's easy uh but it's just um there's more opportunities here than in Bulgaria that's that's what I can say um i i was i was young obviously i didn't know what what i was gonna do here obviously i was trying to pursue being an artist so this was um my main idea basically when i came here um 
so yeah that's 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 how I moved to London it's not that interesting <laughs> <laughs> and so what inspires you to create what at what point were you like you know I really want to be an artist and make it an actual career rather than just a hobby um again that's a very difficult question because <laughs> uh, again I'm gonna have to say it all changed when I had the baby I, I know it, it, it may sound a bit weird no, uh, because but... I've been painting like I've already said for many years um, but I've always been like a little bit on and off on and off for years and now I've been really focused that's what I can say now it's like I have to I want to I, I will <laughs> that's my goal right now I mean I've had it as a goal before but I don't think I was that that focused on that goal because life was just keep going and um, I kept painting I had some success at some point but then um, I've lacked following up with stuff I, it's, it was just uh, I wasn't that focused on the art stuff because I had a I had a job as well. Um, yeah. Was just, you know. Because I think that's different. I can definitely say now is different because I've changed the way I think about things. Even I've changed the, the way I see even the arts that I do. Everything that I do is just uh, I I just look at it in a different way now. It's something that has way more meaning and way more um, depth, perspective, a lot more. Um, a lot more for me as a person and a lot more I can that I can offer to people. I can actually see what I can offer for people and what's the value I can bring into the world with my stuff. <laughs> Which before I, I wasn't even thinking about this stuff, to be honest. I wasn't that, um, I was just doing what I was feeling I want to express and what I want to show everyone. But I wasn't really, um, it was more about me. And now it's more about, Obviously, it's it's about me, but it's also about the other people as well. What what they see, what I can give to them. That's really that amazing. That's really amazing. <laughs> that's uh, that's really nice to hear, because um, I think one of the kind of myths, I guess, about art is that art. Well, I guess if you think about it, art, can be considered a very selfish pursuit because you do it for yourself. Um, so it's really interesting to hear about, you know, you're wanting to to give give back to other people and you're kind of thinking about other people as well. And that's definitely um, a theme I'm going to talk about later on for sure. Um, so before that, I just wanted to ask you, so what is the biggest challenge you face as an artist? Um, sometimes, I mean, there are certain challenges that I do face daily. Uh, some of them is... Um, I, I don't know about the biggest one to be honest. right now. The biggest one is time, <laughs> but that's right now. That's <laughs> when, you know, I'm sure that's going to change. <laughs> um, I think sometimes it's um, when you, when you, I've had that before, I'm having it less right now, or uh, I, I have it, yes, I have it less right now, which is um, if I have an idea and I want to, I, I'm, I'm not there yet with my skill set to express that idea. That's one of the most frustrating things for me that I want to do something, but I'm not there yet and I can't do it. I still I still manage to do it, but I, that's why I have works which I start doing and then I leave them for a while because I'm not, I'm not feeling them, I'm not sure about them or just in general, I don't see how I can finish them. If that makes sense, so I leave yeah. them for a while 
because I feel like I'm not ready for them. If that makes sense. No, no, that does. That's, <laughs> that's, that's it. I'm not. Re- I'm not ready for my idea. I'm not ready to express fully the idea I have. So I leave it for a side, and then I go back to it when when I feel like I'm ready. So that's really that's actually a really interesting consideration because it, it's it often seems like oh as soon as you have inspiration you won't act upon that inspiration. But actually, it's quite nice to hear that. So that you're you work very differently in terms of like you'll have an idea and you'll think about it, and in your mind you'll know, yes, now's the right time, or no, now's not the right time. That's a really good way of working. I think that's a really interesting way of working, actually. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say that uh, there is obvious inspiration, but when I do have inspiration, I used to, that's how I used to do it before. I just pick up a canvas and start painting, but that's not how I do it anymore because sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, um, and it just like I said, time is very crucial right now. So I have to, when I have a, an idea, I just do like little thumbnail sketches. I have a, a, I have few sketchbooks with just thumbnail sketches. That's it, <laughs> nothing else. So if I need like inspiration or anything, I just go through all these sketchbooks and um, sketches and stuff. So I pick up some ideas from before that I, I wasn't, like I said, I wasn't ready for them before. So I look at them and then I either recreate them or just add more things or just change them a little bit. And then some of them are just speaking to me later, if that makes sense, because yeah, I, I have some ideas. And so I don't forget them. I just, it's like writing down your thoughts, but it's just Absolutely, like visually. Yeah. Um, or, or sometimes with words, because I, I don't have time to, to draw it. I just write a couple of words, which I'll remember hopefully what I wanted to draw. So coming back to this later is actually, yeah, much, much easier than just picking up a canvas and start painting, I think. So a bit more, a bit more planning, I think. I, I feel like this is a bit more mature way for me to do things than just so spontaneous. I don't wait for inspiration to start painting. Like I said, it, it takes, it takes, you have to just do the work and you have to, like everyone is saying you have to show up. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And actually, that goes back to the question you posed on Instagram a couple of days ago about if you um, are you a spontaneous person or do you like order? And what is your answer to that question? Oh, yeah. So, um, like I said, I used to be very spur of the moment, <laughs> uh, freestyling everything, um, never planning. Um, just uh, me as a person as well I'm not just talking about art just, <laughs> that's how I was I was like let's go out okay let's go out <laughs> let's do this okay <laughs> um, I was just very spontaneous um, now I actually prefer to have things a bit more in order um, I'm not talking about schedules and stuff even though I do prefer sometimes to have a schedule I think this is like my math background as well speaking now I do like <laughs> uh, like puzzles and stuff so uh, this is more, I like to have a list of things to do. Uh, and I like uh, picking the things that I've done. Um, I started using this um, software, Asana. I feel like I, I'm not saying it right, but I might be, you know it. Yeah, somebody recommended that to me the day, actually. <laughs> That's, um, it's like a management software or something. Yes, so that's that's what I started using, and it's actually great because um, 
I, I, I normally do it in a, in a sketchbook where I just write down things, but it's so messy some, at, at some point that it's just, um, this is very clean and very like digital, digitized version of my you know, textbook. So I do prefer having a list of things to do because like I said, I have so many ideas. Sometimes I just have to write everything down. Otherwise I keep forgetting or they're like on flying sheets of paper or flying sheets of uh, notebooks and stuff. So I just have to write stuff down. Otherwise I'll just forget it. That's that's the reality. <laughs> of course. It, happens, it happens all the time. And that's not just about painting. It's about like maintenance of my website Posting on social media, obviously, um, ordering materials like, for example, my my um, one of my paints was finished uh, like a few weeks weeks ago, and I forgot to order. So when I wanted to paint with it, I didn't have it, <laughs> which was just ridiculous. Yeah, that's why I have to write stuff down because, uh, especially with the baby, I just have so much uh, to to think about. I yeah, just forget. That's why I have to write down everything. Of course, and actually, that's uh, that's a good question to ask you. Um, so, obviously, the thing about being an artist is that the actual creating the art is really kind of about ten percent of the actual job. Could you um, talk a little bit more about what are the aspects of being there? Is, like, what are the kind of sides there are to being an artist, and uh, how you found kind of balancing kind of say business and work, for instance? Uh, yeah, so that that's that's a very new part for me because. Um... I started following a few people on Instagram um, who deal actually with the business side of things, which is how I'm learning to do things, how, how to do things. Um, and I did a course as well on that side, <laughs> on the that's business. That's a good idea. It's, it's like a business marketing for artists. Yeah, that's a great um, idea. It's by uh, Marta May. I'm not sure if you would know her because she's- No, but I'll definitely check it out. She's like an artist coach. Uh, yeah, she's really great. So I did one of her um, courses, which um, which is really great. And basically, it's about it. It really taught me a lot. And um, painting is it's it's still obviously a huge part of the process, but it's um, um, you need you need more. It's not just about the painting. You can't yeah. just do painting, which is what I was doing before. It's um, because you, lots of artists, and that was me including for like a year ago, they think when you when you paint something, um, put it on social media or your website or whatever, and then that's enough. Um, it's actually not. <laughs> it's really far from enough, especially now, and especially with all these new algorithms and stuff, where you, you know, you have to you have to do so much more and. Um, if you're not an artist and when you do those, those things, I don't think people actually realize how much more you have to do than just paint. Like I said, you have to be proficient in so many different things. Like you have to do your website, for example. That's, yes. I mean, yes. it's easy for me. I don't have a problem with that, but I'm sure there's people who are not that tech savvy. So I'm sure there's people who are having problems maintaining websites and uh, emails and stuff like that. Um, I personally don't have a problem with that. It's um, I actually enjoy doing my website and I'm actually <laughs> redoing it right now. Oh, are you? For probably like the, the third time in the last few months. That's I good, don't mean like redoing the whole website, but it's just like I'm always looking at it and there's always like stuff to improve. Yes. Um, so it's it, as much as I like it, I always see little things that I would like to change or add more things or just in general 
But that's really well, nice, though. Like, I think that's really great because you're taking care of your image, really. Yeah, yeah. So if I... Sorry, go on. I was just going to say, if there's some, like, inconsistency to, like, my... Like, some pages on the website or, like, my LinkedIn, for example, or my Instagram, if, if there's some, like, discrepancy, like, that's in my face, I have to change it immediately. <laughs> I can't just let it stay there. I don't know. It's really also really interesting because you're updating quite regularly because I checked it last night and uh, you added more work to it that I haven't seen before, which is really, really nice. Um, yeah, on my website. Yeah, so, yeah, so... Yes, um, I think I added it a few days ago or, yeah, it might have been yesterday because that's when I was doing my website, like I said. Yeah, um, yeah, like, and I think that's that's super important that I think the artists don't forget to update their actual websites, not just their social media. Um, yeah, because the website is the, the the place where you actually have. It's like your home. You own your website and stuff. Yeah, people think, including myself. But like I said, I've changed my everything. The the way I think about things has changed drastically, especially because of that course I did, <laughs> which I really recommend. I really recommend to anyone who wants to. It's just more. It's just more on the business and marketing side of things. Obviously, no one can teach you. Yeah, I'm just talking bullshit right now. It, it, people can teach you how to make art, but <laughs> that's not what I mean. Um, because people don't usually teach you how to do business and marketing and all that stuff. Because I went to art school and they did teach me how to paint, obviously not as much. Um, as great as, as it was, I actually learned more from my um, from the other students. Is not as much from the teachers, but I don't know if that's a word. That's just it might be. Um, it's just more. Um, how can I say this? I feel like it's just you learn easier with you feel. Uh, it's the same now as well. I learned so much from other artists. I don't learn from like teachers, if that makes sense. I learn just by looking at others, talking to other people. Um, so yeah. But they don't teach you business or marketing and stuff like that. So that's a really important part of of art, I think. Absolutely. So let's uh, talk a bit about your work because um, your work is really, really fascinating. It has a, a lot of different layers and a lot of different kind of, it has a lot of meaning and a lot of just, it's very different as well, which I think is quite interesting because, you know, I look at a lot of art and uh, I don't know, there's something about it that really struck me. And I really liked it. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> I love hearing that. <laughs> I think what I like most about it is that, you know, there are so many layers to it. So, like, talk a bit, Could I mean, if you don't mind, can you talk a bit about your choice to use um, Bulgarian folklore in your work and, um, yeah, and, and how that kind of adds to the themes you'd like to look at and explore? Um, okay, so that actually started quite recently. I wasn't always painting stuff like this. Um, I've always had fascination in the in people and, like, human form, Uh but that has changed a few years ago. Um, I wasn't I wasn't that interested in like folklore and um, ethnic stuff, especially from Bulgaria. Uh, while I, I was, it's, it's not that, I mean, yeah, it's interesting to me. I don't know if it's interesting to other people. I was reading this book about um, Sumeria. I hope I'm saying it right. <laughs> uh, Sumeria and like ancient Babylon and stuff. And I saw this um, yeah. the symbol there, which later on I saw pretty much the same in uh, 
embroidered dress from Bulgaria. But I saw it in the oh. in this album a friend of mine was showing me or something. Later on, when I when I was trying to find that book and I was trying to find that symbol, I couldn't find it <laughs> uh, because I wanted to compare oh. it later on. But that that thing actually like un unlocked my fascination with this because I realized this this same this same symbol has existed like um, what is it like three four thousand years uh, four thousand BC and then it has the same symbol right now. And then I started looking more into this stuff. I, I've always had like more fascination in um, symbol, symbolism, mythology, that kind of stuff. So I was interested in that already, but then I related it to um, like Bulgarian culture, folklore, all of that. Uh, so I started looking more into this subject, which I was, like I said, I wasn't interested in that before. So there isn't that much information. So it wasn't that easy to find what I was looking for, which is more about the meaning behind all these uh, embroidery designs. Um, what's what's this, what they represent? Because it's not just like, um, it's not just an embroidery that's just a flower or something. I mean, they, there's obviously flowers and stuff, but they, even the flowers mean something. So they have like a yeah. protective layer. They have a, they have some sort of force in them. And the people who, who who are embroidering the dresses, it's not just dresses. It's like the clothes, let's say. Um, they're putting some energy into in into them. So they're embroidering that energy into the dresses, which people when they're wearing, obviously that transcends in into them <laughs> if that makes sense so that was really interesting yeah, course, to me yeah. i think that's not just for bulgaria obviously that's for um all the yeah. because bulgaria is really like it's a very ancient it has very ancient history as well so we have um it's just uh, we have um historical objects in cities of like 6000 bc which is earlier than sumeria um and the more you read about these things, the more you realize it's all interconnected. There's like symbols from all over the world, which mean the same thing, uh, obviously slightly different. Like um, we have this symbol, which is called Kanatica in Bulgaria. You can find the same one in uh, um, in Peru, for example. You can find the same one in uh, Taiwan, I think. Not Taiwan, sorry, Thailand. <laughs> um, so you can you, you can't see the same the same symbols all around the world, um, and it's interesting because you, these people have no they had no connection between them. So it just makes you think how how is that symbol in so many cultures, which is what I was really interested in to be honest. And that leads me to like Carl Jung's, for example, create a uh, um, collective subconscious. <laughs> Which is yes, you, you know what it is. I'm assuming. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's just very, everything is connected, and the more you read, the more you realize that it's not. That's why I do use Bulgarian um, elements, but it's not just about Bulgaria because these, some of these elements are just, I can say, they're from the whole world. So everyone would know. Yeah, the universe. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's just uh, I'm using Bulgarian symbols because obviously I'm from Bulgaria, so it's part of yeah. me. To, to, <laughs> yeah, natural. Yeah, it's yeah. like my 
I, I recently did an interview with uh, Gita Joshi, um, and I because there was a another question that I just wanted to quote something which is one of my favorite quotes by Terry Pratchett, which is if you don't know where you're yeah. coming from, you don't know where you are, and if you don't know where you are, you don't know where you're going. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so it's pretty much the same. I really started looking in to where I'm coming from and all that I can that all that I have in myself from just from the fact that I'm from Bulgaria and just from the fact that I grew up there and I have all this information. And obviously this is information that I want to share with everyone because it's not I don't wanna just keep it for me and I don't want I want people to know all these things. So I have all these, like, I don't want to say stories, um, but yeah, stories is actually, it's a good word. <laughs> um, the story behind all the works and everything. It's just, I, I find it really fascinating and I'm sure people do find it interesting as well. Yeah, that's, I think that's what I do find really fascinating about your work is because it's very culturally different from, say, what I would create or, say, from the work that I particularly see, say, from, for example, say, from British artists or even, like, American artists or, like, you know, what's, you know, quote-unquote popular. And I think that's why I'm really drawn to it, I think, because it's, like, you see a whole different kind of sense of, of self and a sense of kind of um, heritage and culture. And it's just, yeah, it's fascinating. It's super fascinating. Because, you know, it makes you realize that there's more to life than just you, um, you know, and what you're used to saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, yes, I personally haven't seen much work that's similar to mine, which used to be very, um, I wasn't sure where to put my work in or how do I, where do I fit in, you know, that, that, that thing with artists, where do you fit in? <laughs> I wasn't sure about that before and... I'm starting to see it now a bit more clearly, um, but it was a little bit of a struggle. Where do I fit in? Where do I, who would, my, who would like my works? Obviously it's Bulgarians, <laughs> they all like, <laughs> not all of them, uh, but that's the first thing that comes to mind is always someone who's from Bulgaria because they would really appreciate it. But then it's not just them. Um, so yeah, that was one, that was that was one of the things I was really thinking about is who would like my works because they're so I just felt they're not for everyone. They're personal, that's why. Yeah. They seem very personal. Like like you have a, and what I really like about your work particularly is that you have a very clear idea of what it's about. Like your captions are very, very, very mm. interesting. Um and I spent quite a long time reading through probably every single one of them. Because like I like when people kind of know what their work is about without being like, oh, this is my work. This is what I do. And it's like, you actually have an intent. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what's really interesting about your work and your um, your vision is that you know what you want to do with it. Or you at least have a, you might not know specifically like to the, you know, to the letter, but you have like a good understanding of yourself and your work. Um, oh, you mean what the work is about I, each work? That would mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like you have, like you have a good understanding of of kind of your ideas and your thoughts and your feelings towards what you're creating, as opposed to just creating something for the sake of creating it and being like, ah, you yeah, know, let's just add something a, a random touch. <laughs> um, yeah. Yes, uh, like I said, I do sometimes. That that that's also part of the process um, of how I do the works because um, 
not many people know, and that's really weird because um, I was talking to a few people and some of them don't, they, they think that I do the works by imagination, which is, uh, which is obviously not true because I use, uh, I use references. <laughs> I, I thought, I thought that was very clear from the works, but I don't think people know that. So I am using references. I take my own, uh, I do my own, like I would call them photo shoots. Um, with, yes. Yeah, with my friends now. Um, I'm thinking of using models next time, maybe. Um, but I do also collect um, like traditional dresses and costumes. So I do have the oh, actual wow. pieces that I'm, I'm drawing, I'm painting. Um, I do use references from online as well, but um, that's on more rare occasions where I need something and that I don't actually have. Um, but most of them are pieces that I actually own. So um, I do take my own pictures. Um, I manipulate some of them or I add more elements. Obviously the graphic stuff isn't in the picture. So basically I manipulate the pictures, but I do take my own pictures, which I use as reference. I don't, I don't paint just by from my, from my imagination. See, that's for me, that's really, really interesting because it shows that you have full control over the final image. It's not just a, oh, let's just, you know, try and try this out and see how it works. And, you know, I might, get, it might be good, it might not be good. It's like, okay, so you know what you want to paint. You know what you want to you want to create and you know the kind of idea of the, the theme and the the thought behind it. Like that's really like I think that's really amazing personally. And I think um you know, yeah, you know uh, all respect yeah, for you. So I know about say all respect for you for doing that because it just shows like a level of I guess as you said earlier, like maturity to your mm -hmm. work. Um that yeah, that goes back to the thumbnails I was talking about. Is that's so I do the thumbnails and then maybe I would develop them a bit more. Um and then I do the set photo shoot with uh, according to the idea I've already had. But then also, yeah. when I take pictures for those ideas, I obviously take more pictures. So sometimes yeah. I start making work around the pictures I've already taken, which are different, which I haven't thought about. So I just look at, so there's like a picture I like. And I start thinking what I would do with that picture to make it into a painting. Obviously, I wouldn't just paint the picture that I've taken. I have to think how how would I turn this photograph that I've taken into, into one of my works. And like you see, it's not just a picture. You wouldn't, I wouldn't just paint a, a photo I've taken. Um, there has to be some idea behind it. So if there are works that are resonating with me in that sense, then I would use them as well. So I, I mean, I have an idea, I take a picture, I paint it, but sometimes I have a picture, then I get an idea and then I paint it. So I can work both ways. <laughs> That's probably what makes your work so unique then because it's like, it's you in every step of the process. It's not like you've just pulled random images offline and then given that control to somebody else in terms of the subject. It's like you going like, okay, so this is what I want to paint. This is how I'm going to paint it. These are the photos I'm going to use that I've taken myself. Like that's really, really cool. Like I really respect that a lot. I think that's, that's, uh, that's really incredible because you know, that's time and effort. You know, you, you don't have to do that. You could just put off the internet, be like, yo, this is cool. This is it. But like, no, that's good. That's like a good intention. Yeah, because uh, you know? it would be easy to get something on the internet. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> of course. Uh, but then it won't be the same as what I want to do. So it won't be, it wouldn't be, 
I mean, if I have a specific idea, it's very hard to find the specific, like, let's say, position or the specific elements that I need. So for me, it's actually easier to take my own pictures. And if I do find something on the internet I can use, and uh, if I don't have the proper, let's say, hand position, I obviously take a picture of my hand in that position that I need, or um, like my face or something. It's whatever I need in that particular case. But usually I don't work with found pictures on, online because they just don't work for me. And at what point, so what point did you think, or did you think, did you realize that portraiture was something that you enjoyed painting as opposed to say um, landscapes? I've never been into landscapes. <laughs> no, I, no I that's, that's a good answer. I started trying out because I've seen so many amazing landscapes. I was just like, I have to try this. <laughs> It's not, I really enjoy them, uh, but it's not my, it's not my thing. Um, I was, I always liked painting people. Um, I think that that, go back, that goes back to, to art school because we're painting people. <laughs> that was, that's what we were doing the yeah. whole time. <laughs> so I had like okay. four years of painting people. Um, and that was, I think that, that's when I actually started loving painting people and that continued. I just, I never stopped. <laughs> That's cool though. Um, but like, why do you think that we as a society are so invested in images of other people? Um, what do you mean? That uh, we like looking so, at... So, so, yeah. yeah, so why, yeah. So like, essentially, like, why do we like looking at pictures of other people? Um, that's... That's an interesting question because that means like why do people like that specific kind of art as well? Or do you mean pictures yeah. in general of other people? I mean pictures in general, like just for instance, like why, okay, so I guess the best way to ask, to ask a question is like, why is painting people so popular? Is it popular? <laughs> I actually it's popular. I think, no, I actually read somewhere recently that it's getting, it's getting back in popularity because, um, I don't remember why, but I read it that it's coming back now. <laughs> because, you know, there was like a boom of um, abstract works and all these um, contemporary yes. stuff, which um, is very different, obviously, than what I do. Um, and I did read somewhere yeah. that figurative works are coming back. Um, yeah. Okay. I don't know, because I feel like there's, there's a different way of making figurative works now it's not just it's not the standard academic stuff that was before or there's like there's like very different renditions of figurative works now i'm not talking about my works i'm talking in general because i like you i look at a lot of art all the time <laughs> um and there's like so many there's like so many different ways to make a portrait I can't, I can't even start thinking about it. There's like so many different ways of making it and so many valid ways of making it look interesting and making it look real. And it doesn't have to be realistic portraits, just like it's like with real emotions and real thoughts behind it. But I don't know, I just, uh, for me, it's very, for me, it's, it's always been interesting looking at portraits and people it's just there, there's more um when you paint someone there's just some energy behind that person when you paint a landscape i'm not saying there's no energy it's just different 
Yeah, no, I think. I don't yeah, no, I, I don't think, want yeah, to sound pay, like um, yeah. I have something against landscapes or anything. I'm just saying it is a there's a very oh, no, different energy not. there. It's like not natural energy, which is very different than people. Um, it's just with people. There's also not just energy. There's also emotions. There's just there's also like background. Um, it's just very different. It's a different level of engagement yeah. for you yeah. as an artist to create the work. So you brought up an interesting point earlier, and it's in my notes. Is that is the idea of realism within your work because your work is both quite real and also not necessarily hyper real. So um, how important is realism in your work? Um, so this is another point I was really thinking about recently because I applied to something and I had to choose like a category. Is it is it realism? Is it surrealism? Is it uh, impressionism? And I was like, I, I actually, I had a hard time thinking what it is. And I usually write either surrealism or realism, depending on the word. But at the same time, it's yeah. not really because it's not obviously it's not hyper real because that's way too advanced. Um, it's I do like I do like having like realistic elements and then having very I don't want to say abstract but more graphic elements like usually the backgrounds. So I like mixing. I like. Yeah. I, I really like mixing very different things, like opposite things. I like. Like I like mixing white and dark, obviously. Um, I like. Yeah. Um, light and shadow very much, like when in, in the figures, especially when there's like very distinctive light and shadow. I really like that. Um, in most of them, like you see, there's like always a dark background, which. Um, I was thinking recently whether I should switch it up and do a dark figure on a light background, which is like the opposite of what I've been doing. Um, I haven't tried it yet. I tried it, but it didn't look very nice. So I switched it again to dark <laughs> background. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I just, I, I just really like opposites. And that's very... That's really cool. Um, I think it's in all my works. So I like when it's... Um, there is a, a, an element of realism and then an element of something else. So either, like like I said, either abstract or even the way I paint, you know, with the paint brushes, uh, I like very clean yeah. um, areas, usually like the skin or something that's very like clean and I don't want to say polished, but yeah, let's say clean. And then area, areas which is more a bit more expressive so I just, it's like mixing much, I would say. I like mixing it all. <laughs> that's really, that's really interesting. And I think that's a great way of working because it gives you the opportunity to decide like how you want to continue. Because, you know, if you're painting a painting and like you leave some part, maybe a bit more abstract and then you're like, oh, actually, I want to rework that to make it a bit more real or the opposite around. It gives you that room to kind of explore and play and experiment as opposed to being like, Oh, I have to create hyper real work every single time I create a painting. Like, I think that's quite nice. And um, how do you think that by creating work that is um, both kind of real and not real at the same time, how do you think the viewer can um, engage with that on a different level to say a hyper real piece of work? Um, that again, again, depends on the, if the person is drawn more towards the realistic part or the not so realistic part. So if someone wants to look at if someone who likes like happy real, for example, 
I'm not sure if they're gonna like as much these works because they're not hyperreal. They do tend towards the realism. Yeah. I've heard this um, term, I've heard it a few times, and obviously that's, a, they are a bit different. It's called magic realism. I don't know if that's, I, would, oh. I have heard of it. I know, I haven't heard of it. Okay, no. yeah, have a look too. I think it's more more in America, to be honest, because um, yeah. they have very, they have very different kind of works in America. Some like specific artists. I can't really tell you a name right now. There's like galleries I follow and yeah. artists I follow. I just can't think of some right now. Um, who work in like the, the subjects are very specific and they all have, they, they all do mix hyper real with, I don't want to say surreal, but it's more, um, it's magic realism. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> do you mean do you mean like lowbrow? Um, not so much. Lowbrow is more. It's a bit different than that. Oh, okay. Maybe, I think yeah, it's kind of similar. I would say similar. Okay, that's cool. I about to say I know what lowbrow yes, is. Like, uh, uh, yeah, I think I know magic realism is. is more. I I don't know. I just heard it and I've seen it on like on some of the artists that I really like. So. I'm gonna look that up later. That sounds yeah, really interesting. Yeah, so that actually. kind of I've never heard of it. That's like I would say it's like a small movement, and I do feel it's only in America. I might be wrong, so here I'm not sure. Um, oh, no, I'm gonna I'm yes, gonna check that out. That's uh, really interesting. interesting. Yeah, so that's what I meant. Um, it's more it's it depends on the people what what they're actually looking to see. If um, it might appeal more to someone who. Like I said, the magic realism, someone who is more into that kind of stuff than just hyper real or, or just abstract. Do you think it broadens the range of people who might be interested in your work? Um, no, I think it's the opposite. I think it's a very specific oh. group of people that like our works, which I'm still considering basically like the ideal client, isn't it? <laughs> I'm still thinking. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I, I still I'm still thinking who would that be really I mean I, I keep, think I maybe keep thinking about it and I keep changing what I think so <laughs> I'm not really sure. I do I do have a I do have an idea uh of what the people like as well who like my work. So I do have an idea. Um it's definitely figurative works, that's for sure, obviously. Um I think it's as well people who like colorful works, but not like bright neon works. It's more like um, vibrant colors, I think. And like I said, opposites, there, there has to be like some sort of dramatic, because I, I like dramatic feeling when you look at my works. I like to have that. Um, so that's like another element, which is like the, the play with light and dark as well. That's how you get the dramatic thing. Yeah. Yeah, it creates some kind of tension yes, and some kind of meaning. That's really important as well. So if if you're drawn to that kind of things, then I feel like, and again, if you have some sort of interest in um, like symbolism or um, cultural heritage stuff, then again, they might appeal to you. Yeah, because your work's not just, an, oh, this is a picture of a pretty person. You know, it's not. It, it's a lot more deeper than that and I think that's what I find very interesting about it is that it's not just um it's not superficial it's not surface level you know it's it's about something for a reason whether or not you know that whether or not you know what it is is not the point the point is that it's you know it's just 
it hits a bit harder, I think. It's a bit different. Yeah, like exactly. It's, yeah. it's not, it's like not something me. that I would put in my bedroom, for example. I mean, I would, yeah. obviously, yeah. because I, <laughs> I make it. But it's not something <laughs> yeah. that you just put in um, or your dining room. You know, something for the kitchen. Again, you might put it in the kitchen because, you know, that those the, the mandala series is actually... Um, the the design that's behind the heads it's actually a design from a from a, like a traditional pottery in Bulgaria which is usually a plate oh, uh, wow. a plate which is obviously something that people eat and so you can have it in the kitchen if you want <laughs> um, so yeah but that's see that's uh, I, I like playing with things so I take something that's obviously a plate um, but I use it in a different way so it's not a plate when I use it. I even make uh, I even made um, uh, an Instagram filter with that, so you can have oh. same. I, I've done it only with one painting, but now I'm actually I'm actually going to be doing it with each painting that I release. I will be releasing an Instagram filter with that with the same mandala thing. <laughs> that That's sense. super interesting, actually. That's really interesting. Yeah. That's a really fascinating integration of physical work and online that's so interesting yeah. um that's really amazing yeah. and that's a great idea yes. I, that's um, on my list to do so i don't forget because i'm almost done with my last piece that i'm doing i'm almost done I'll probably be done tomorrow um when i uh, like show the picture online i want to have the filter ready so i can filter of course well. yeah that makes yeah, sense at the same time yeah, actually, so can you talk a bit about your Mandala series? Like, what was the kind of um, catalyst for the series and how has it developed as you've progressed through it? Yeah, so that was, that's really interesting because um, it took a, a, a very different route from my other works because of that Mandala thing, which is actually, like I said, that's a, a tra very traditional pottery design in Bulgaria, which is on... Um, which is usually on plates or bowls or cups, or it's like these casseroles for baking and stuff, but they make yeah. them, it's like glazing. So these are like glazed paints and everything that um, people use on uh, on these, what's it called? Yeah, pottery, like ceramics. Um, yeah. Yeah, ceramics. ceramics. Yeah. Um, so yeah, these are like very traditional in Bulgaria. Everyone knows them, everyone has seen them. Um, and there's like so mass um, popular. It's like, um, I'm not sure what, what's the equivalent here in the UK, for example, but they're very, it's like pop popular. Everyone knows about it, but it's so like yeah. mass popular. It's not, it's not so much like arty or anything. It's just, um, yeah, it's just everyone knows about it. So yeah, I really like them. And there's, again, you have the mass thing, which is the standard, like standard colors and everything. But then you have, there's like people who, that's their profession. They do that and they're like artists and they make all these really beautiful things um, with beautiful colors and everything. So it's very, uh, obviously you have another side of it as well so I really like the designs of this and um, I don't know they're, I've always felt like they're some sort of mandalas even when you look at it they're, they're a bit hypnotizing when you look at them so I just had this idea of using it as a like a halo on a person that's how I've seen it so 
that's how the mandala series came about. And it's not mandala in general, but when I see it, that's what I see. Yeah. For me, that's what it means because it, the, the design and everything, it's, and it usually has like a sun inside. That's the central point. And there's one, one of the series, which is the one with the pink, like pinkish um, background, which is a self-portrait. Uh, which is called Eclipse, and right in the middle of that yeah. part, of that part, um, that's why I have the figure a little bit on the side, so you can see the middle of the mandala, which is like a um, black point, um, and it's called Eclipse because first that centerpiece is usually a sun, and then when you have the the, the black dot, it's like for me that was like an eclipse, and also. Oh wow. Um, <laughs> And you know when you have yeah, like tips, um, you have a black dot and then all these other colors around behind yeah. the sun actually that ra radiate from the sun. Um, and also because I love Pink Floyd and I've always, every time I listen to this song, Eclipse, I've always like imagined all these sort of things. So I really wanted to do something. It just inspired me the song as well. That's great. That's amazing. I think that's um that's a really beautiful way of uh, placing a, a thought and idea in your mind onto paper, onto canvas, and to create an image that's really kind of catalytic for kind of your style and your um, future endeavors as an artist, I guess is probably the best way to put it, if that makes sense. Because I think it says a lot when you can think of an idea um, like that and be like, rather than just be like, oh, I've got this really cool idea, it's a pattern, let's just paint this pattern. It's like extending the narrative of that pattern and almost kind of reimagining the kind of purpose and meaning of it but what's also paying homage to the meaning of it as well yeah so that's that's one of the things i really like to do even when i find yeah even with these objects it's um it's like such an ordinary thing a plate with some pattern on it but then if you think about it it's not just a pattern that pattern has a meaning the people who've done it they, they, they even though yeah. it's like mass and now it's a mass product um it still has a core meaning and something that if you obviously if you take it and put it in a different setting it starts being something else so it's not no longer a plate of first of all and then i change the colors as well so it, I, I just make it more work with the idea I have. So one of the really interesting aspects of your work that um, that really fascinated me was the fact that you use yourself in your work. Um, can you talk a little bit about the idea behind that and how you came about to use yourself and how do you feel that that extends the narrative of yourself and also within your work? Um, so I've done I've done two two so far, I think. I'm not wrong. Yeah, two. Yeah, that was really interesting because these are again from the Mandala series, which um, yeah. The first, yeah, that's another interesting point. The first one was actually my husband, um, yeah, and then the second one was me. I don't know, it just naturally continues to me. <laughs> I think, um, to be honest, when I was doing it, I didn't have a model, so I used myself. Yeah. I, I I had an idea and I wanted to do something, but I didn't have a model. I didn't have anyone to take pictures of, so I used myself. Um, so that's how I did. But then, it was it, it was very interesting doing a, a self portrait because I don't I don't think I've done many or I haven't done one very recently. It was like ages ago when I did the last one, 
So it was definitely interesting doing one. Um, yeah, I think self-portraits is, um, is a bit different than doing just portraits because it's first, I'm so used to my face and everything. <laughs> it's just painting it and trying to get the idea of what I want in the, in the work um, and just not get focused on how I paint myself. I yeah. think that's very, that was a bit difficult. And just trying to get the work, the whole painting to work in itself and just um, ignore the fact that's me and just look at it as a, obviously because I'm not doing a portrait really. I'm just doing a painting and using my myself as a, as a reference. So I'm not really doing a portrait of myself. If that makes sense. I'm using my yeah, it's like a, it's a yeah. likeness. Yeah. I don't know. It's. Yeah, so, I, I think I'll be doing it again as well. It's just I don't. I don't mind doing it. I think it's. I personally, I think it's really interesting. I think self-portraiture um, is very, very interesting, and I think um, it's. Yeah, it just it really fascinates me because it becomes because it you know it asks so many questions of the viewer and of the artist in terms of like what's the artist's intention and and kind of like how does that relate you know how does that change their work because they're they're within the work themselves and. I don't know. I think there's just a lot of um, intriguing questions that can be asked within a self-portrait that aren't necessarily asked within a normal standard portrait of somebody else. And um, because it's like you have to kind of open up to yourself. Almost. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it, it is definitely different and it's definitely harder, I think, to do self-portraits. And uh, I even think the works that I did as self-portraits are really, for example, the second one, which is uh, Eclipse number two. <laughs> um yes <laughs> where i have um you know i have this um element of the threads running through almost all my works um but then on the second self-portrait i have i have something on my forehead i did which is like a it looks like a hole but it's um it, it, it is a hole but it's um i would say it's my logo if you've seen it's like these two symbols which basically is my name uh not my my initials in like old bulgarian which is like wagolic um so that's the 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 thing i have on my forehead is really the the first letter which is s obviously in that old language um and also these words this is really interesting because um those letters in the old alphabet actually means something each letter has a meaning so my oh, initials wow. in the alphabet means say say the words, which is also really interesting because oh. for me, um, I used to have such hard time talking about my work and just um, opening up about these things in general. So yeah. even the fact that I started using these is a is like a symbol of my instead of writing my name, I just write you know these. It's like a signature, I would say, like a stamp. I use it as a stamp as well um instead of my name it is technically my name but it also means pretty much it says say the words that's the meaning behind it so i have um i think the s was s um means words so that's what i have on my forehead and that's where you see the threads inside so that for me was really how do i say it it's like it's the real opening up because first I have the stamp on my forehead and then you see all that's inside, which are all the threads, which is like the one of the main symbols in my works running inside, and which is basically in my head. 
if that makes sense. I basically really trying to explain my work and how I came about it. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> no, no, that's really fascinating because again, it goes back to what you said earlier about the opposites. Because it's like the internal and external, and it's kind of like the 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 battle between the two, it's like your internal feelings and your the external nature of you know speaking things. Like that's really cool. That's really interesting. Um, that's like super fascinating actually and that's why I this is why I really love talking to artists about their work because you get a deep understanding of, of where they're coming from as opposed to just painting a nice mm -hmm. picture um, so yeah that's super fascinating yeah sorry <laughs> I keep talking over no, no sorry continue I was sorry say that that's why I tried to put on my website uh, for each work apart from my statement and stuff which I try to keep concise and everything um, in each yeah. of the works, um, if you if you go into each of the works, I try to have a few sentences about the work, what it means. Uh, yes, absolutely. That. For some of them, I have more. For some of them, I have less, depending on you know on the work, because some of them are like really meaningful for many reasons for me and just in general what I've done there. So, I have so much to say for some, uh, and I try to keep it not so long as well because i don't want people reading like pages and pages <laughs> so i try to keep everything like a few sentences just to give them an idea of what it is um yeah because personally personally i love that i really love it when artists know their work and i think that's really it's really important so i think nowadays um i think art can seem very kind of um quick and easy like a very like a quick fix you know you just see an image you like it Absolutely. But I think so. It's really nice to to read people who to read, you know, captions and read explanations of people's work who thought about what they're creating and kind of have a connection to what they're creating beyond just, oh, this is a really nice image or, oh, this is going to get, get me so many likes. I think that's really, that's really great to see personally. Um, and I really, really enjoyed reading through your website. I really did. And I've actually got some of the text here because I wanted to talk about <laughs> some of the points. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it personally. Just I like reading and I like understanding people's work yeah I, I i like it too as well and i love reading it and sometimes when i see um it can have double meaning as well because when you see someone that you really like yeah. some works that you really enjoy and then you read the script let's say a description or information and then it's something like whatever and then do you actually stop liking the work or do you, do you like it the same or yes because you're told what it's about and actually, that's a good question to ask you. So how do you kind of choose to create some kind of ambiguity in your work so that you're not telling people, oh, this work is strictly about this, but then you're also kind of directing them to the idea, if that makes any sense? Uh, yes, it makes sense. Because, um, like, I mean, that that's pretty much with all art. You can, what it means to me, it doesn't necessarily have to mean the same thing for you. Of course. So I have my own ideas in in each work, but then you can see something completely different. And then I have, yeah, like you say, it's like a narrative. So I start, I start like the story, and then each person viewing it can can continue the story in his own way. So it doesn't yeah. necessarily have to. I I don't necessarily say this this work is about that or this work is about yes. Yeah. I think also as an artist, your work probably, um, the meaning of it probably evolves and changes the way that, you know, depending on who looks at it as well. Um, yeah, and I honestly, imagine. sometimes when I see all the works of myself, um, of my works, I mean, um, I do see new things. 
Like I define yeah, like new meanings for me. Sometimes it's just like a revelation. I see something that I haven't seen before, even in my own works. That's so really it. Do you often put your works? Sorry, do you often put your works together and I like look at them kind of linearly? Uh, linearly, you you mean like in time? Like like within a line? Yeah, within a line. Um, <laughs> I look at them on my website all the time because they're like they're all. If I go on the page, I can see all of them in the same place, but not yeah. physically. I don't do it physically, but I do do them like digitally all the time, and I definitely see like a, I can see how it changes over time, which is also different. Um, it's it's interesting to see how it changes because you know it's uh, I recently had a conversation with someone um, how. I'm sure like all the artists have like some works that they really like and how they um, basically beat that work. So I have I have that yes. one work as well. So I'm I'm I used to try to always like up that work and do more than that. Yeah. But then at the same time, I don't have to beat the work. It's just I just do something different. So it's like it's a it's a my direction now is a bit different than that work anyway. So I can't go back in time I, I can't go back and just do something better than that i just do something different now if that makes sense but sometimes it's like especially when you have that creative block when people like to talk about <laughs> it's uh it of course yeah absolutely bitch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's when you are in that creative block which i recently had when i was starting new works and i keep thinking i keep thinking about this one work and i was like how do i do something like that how do i do something that's so good and i'm like i don't have to do something like that <laughs> i can do anything i want why why would i do something like that i've already done that um so yeah that's that's um yeah it's very when you put all the works together sometimes i prefer not to to look at them because that brings me back to other works and how i'm trying to do something similar but then I realized yeah. I don't want to do something similar. I want to do something new. That's actually a really interesting consideration because I've never thought about like the pressure that artists put on themselves to, oh, yeah. you know, to have yeah, a certain yeah, yeah. bar. Like they set a bar for themselves and then they're like, oh, I have to beat this last painting or I have to do something better than this and I have to progress. Yeah, it's I think it's like not, the, myth of, the myth of progression. Yeah, but it's also, you can't, you can't always keep, you can't have each work to be better and better and better. I mean, obviously, cool, but you can't yeah. have... If you pay, every work can't be a masterpiece. That's the reality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, that's, I think that's really important advice. I think it's things people, that's something people need to hear. I think because people don't always remember yeah. that. Sometimes it's really frustrating because when you can't beat that one work, for example, you get, um, you get, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you get really frustrated because of that and you just don't want to do that yeah. anymore. And you, you might end up just throwing the painting away <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but yeah, absolutely. I think that's a, that's a really good um, kind of piece of advice slash kind of answer. And, you know, I thank you very much. Lex. I think it's like, that's going to be, that's like super important for people to hear. Um, so recently I was listening to a podcast I listened to called Artist Decoded. Um, and I was listening to an episode with a sculptor called, Brian Booth Craig, and he had a really interesting statement. He said that a piece of art isn't finished until there's a viewer to engage with it. Um, and I just wanted your opinion on that. Do you agree with this? Um, yeah, you can really say that. 
because yeah I'm, I'm just i'm just thinking about it yeah because i was actually thinking about when like this last piece work piece of work that i'm doing when do i when is it finished usually it's finished when i'm like i can't do it anymore <laughs> or or <laughs> when i feel like if i keep doing it i'm just i can just keep on going and at just point i just have to stop or th there's like this inner feeling of completion i can't really explain it but yeah, that's like if if a tree falls down in the forest and no one is there to hear it, did the tree make any sound? Yeah, so it's pretty much the same statement. <laughs> so I don't really, I don't really have a quite, uh, I don't really have an answer to that. I think yes, I think yes, because um, if you make art just for the sake of making art, then does that make you an artist as well, or does it not? If no one is really there to see your work, or if no one is there to appreciate it or to even look at it um but then yes why are you making art are you making art because um you want to make art or are you making art for other people so it's really a complicated question and a complicated statement so i don't really know you can say yes <laughs> that, you can no, say no. i mean it, it just raises more questions to be honest <laughs> no, that's, that's good that. that's cool well, I, well, I appreciate that what was his name? Um, his name is Brian Booth Craig. Okay. <laughs> yes, um, he's a sculptor. He's, he's, I've actually only just discovered his work because I listened to the podcast, um, and it's really his work is really interesting. Um, it's just, and he has like a really interesting um, kind of viewpoint on sculpture, and uh, just it's maybe really rethink kind of like the purposeful the purpose and the kind of usefulness of sculpture and like kind of the body and I actually it's just, it's just really interesting. I actually know him. I just looked at some work. Oh. Yes, I, I mean, I've seen his oh. work before. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I've, what's that? So anyway, getting back to your work, because um, <laughs> it's about you. <laughs> um, so do you find being an artist liberating or isolating or both? Um, both, I think. So isolating is... Yeah, isolating when you actually do the work, you have to be isolated. I can't do work with other people. I mean, I try to be by myself because otherwise it's just, first of all, distraction. I can't have distractions. Yeah. And then you just, I can't talk to people as well when I'm, when I'm painting. I have to be in the painting to do it properly. Um, that's when the real painting is. Otherwise, I mean, I, I can still paint and I can still do the work, but then the real in the zone thing happens when you're in the painting while you're painting. So you can't you can't be talking on the phone or stuff like that. So it, that, that's like isolation <laughs> for me. Even though I am listening to some clubhouse stuff while I'm painting recently, but that's yeah. I feel like sometimes it's more like a radio. <laughs> No, absolutely. I think I think people need some kind of like background noise. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, or I I, I don't even listen to music sometimes. Most of the time, to be honest. Oh. Yeah. Sometimes it's just I prefer silence and just my thoughts, <laughs> and because like I said, I don't have much time, so it's not like I'm there for hours and hours and hours of like silence. And That's then true. When you hear a pin drop, it's like what the hell? What's going on? <laughs> 
But as soon as there's a lot of beauty in silence, I think, personally, I think we should all be a little bit more silent. I think the world's a little bit too noisy yeah. sometimes. Yeah, think, yeah, yeah. You know, I think people rely on noise too much sometimes. Yeah, sometimes you just need some quiet. I, I just prefer quiet. I know most people prefer, like, music or something when they're painting. I just prefer some quiet, to be honest. And then, like you said, liberation is... Um, I think the, the real liberation is when when you do something and it's like the whole act of creation i think is the liberation for me when you create something out of nothing and you have this idea which you end up expressing on the canvas and just the whole process is i find very liberating for me that's what it is that's awesome i think that's great i think that's that's the way you'd want to feel you want to feel like you're making a difference to your own life you know if not you know not just everybody else's or other people's but also your own life as well and you want to find the value in the work you do for yourself as well not just necessarily for other people and I think that's that's kind of the power of being an artist I think personally yeah so when um, yeah when it comes to like my my feel not feelings yeah my yeah let's say my feelings towards being an artist I can say that's one part of it. Um, and it's just, the whole thing is like this very inner desire to create something. It's it's um, it's very hard to describe sometimes. It's just, it's there. Of course, it's yeah. there, it's like this force inside you and you just have to do something with it. It, you, it can't just stay there. It's, you have this force, so you have to use it and you have to do something with it. It's like when it when yeah, your foot itches, you have to scratch it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much so. Yeah, very much yeah. so. That's a great that's a great point. Yeah, it's like an itch you have to scratch, and it's like you you know you don't know where it comes from. It just it has to be yeah. done, you know. And I think uh, I think that's a very um, across the board feeling for a lot of artists. I think it's a very natural response for people. When I ask people, you know, why do they create? A lot of people just say like, you know, they're compelled to create. It's not from any particular reason. It's just they are they feel that way, and I feel like. If you're a creative person, you kind of you instinctively know. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, things mean a bit more to you. So, like, you know, the idea of creating something it, it's important to you, but you can't say why it's important. It just is. Yeah, and it, it, it's um, creative people are not just artists. There are so many creative people who did, of course, obviously create so many different creative ways. So it's just um, it's a different outlet. So, but the creative force is there, and I think actually every every person who has a creative force is just they express in a very different way. With artists, it's like art. So it's, I think that's the natural way of doing it. If, if you suppress that power and that energy you have within yourself, it's just gonna, it's just gonna depress you, I think. It, that's, Absolutely, and do you think? Yeah, go on. Sorry, and do you think that anybody can be an artist? Um, anybody that wants to be an artist, <laughs> if someone doesn't want to be an artist I don't think they count <laughs> um, but yeah I don't think necessarily art has to be to be like something you're born with or something like that I think if you want to be an artist then yeah why not you can I mean if you want to go to art school for example or something I, I do think there's like a portion of like let's say talent but yeah. In these days, I'm not sure that's that's made that's making much difference. 
Yeah, I don't think talent's really enough, yeah. to be very honest. There's a lot, yeah, exactly. there's a lot of people who are very, really talented. Talent, that yeah. doesn't make that's not enough at all. Yeah, I don't I definitely don't think it's enough. I think which is a shame because I see so many talented artists and their work is just incredible. But it's not particularly nowadays with like as you said earlier, like algorithms and social media, it, it becomes more about other things than just talent. Yeah, which is um, really sad for those 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 artists as well. And um, absolutely it's just yeah. But it's the world we live in, so we have to, you know, adapt. Of course, you know, this is why I like why I like doing stuff like this, like the fine fruit bowl and kind of just creating some kind of community or, you know, kind of even like a directory of just interesting artists mm-hmm. and people talking about their own work and kind of getting a better, you know, kind of peeling back the the curtain, so to speak, of art and the creative process. You know, I think that's why uh, I like doing stuff like this. No, it's definitely interesting what you're doing. I appreciate that. Um so exhibitions and exhibiting your work. So you currently have an upcoming exhibition uh, with Crate Messi. Uh, yes, and that was um, so it's it starts on the fifteenth of March, and uh, yes, it was cu- curated by Gita Joshi again. I feel like um, yeah, everything is even now she starts a magazine as well. Um, I think she's great. She has a really great taste. I think we cover. Um, she she and I have very similar tastes in like art. Um, so that's why yeah. I'm like really fond of her, um, and I really like what she does and all the other things that she does actually. Um, yeah, and the, the the show is gonna be really great, I think, because I've seen uh, most of the artists and I actually started sharing most of them uh, and like promoting the whole show uh-huh. and everything, but not just my work, like everyone else's work, because I think it's just so many great stuff there um, from all over the world. Uh, which is also great because I am seeing all these new artists because like I like like you, I love seeing new art and new artists and discovering new Absolutely. things. And there's just so many amazing things out there. Um, so yeah, that's really great. And it's going to be really um, interesting because I haven't actually done a show in a while uh, because of the baby yeah. and everything. Um, I've been of off, off the grid for a while. So that's going to be like my first, my first one. Um, the only shame is that it's not going to be a real one. It's going to be a virtual show because, you know, most, most, yeah, most of the shows are virtual now, anyway. Um, yeah, I'm just really, I'm just really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be really great. And how did the opportunity come about? Um, so I've been following Gita and Create Magazine for a while. Create Magazine have actually published my work um, like a couple one two two years ago i think um and they had an open they had an open call for this uh show so oh, i actually applied and got selected that's really great and and how many and actually that's something that would be great to discuss actually is like so how many kind of open calls and some of your art thing and not things like opportunities do you often search for or, um, or apply I, for i don't search for them anymore because i have I have a pretty good idea of what's going on throughout the year of the like the good one, let's say. Yeah. And then there are accounts on Instagram who actually do the research and they post about um, different open calls or um, prizes or something. Um, also, I just to be honest, I just found find on Instagram the the accounts I follow, whether it's calories or. Um, um, like different accounts they just share they have an open call so that's how I usually find out about some things 
Uh, obviously, I don't get yeah. accepted for all of them. <laughs> I mean, I don't of get course. accepted in all the ones I apply for. So, uh, but I do apply. Yeah, I do apply. Oh, that's really amazing. I think that's great. And I think that's great to see that you're chasing opportunities rather than waiting for them to come to you. And I think that's really, that's great oh, yeah, to see. Yeah. I think that's, and um, I don't get discouraged when I get accepted, obviously, because otherwise, you <laughs> of course, that's part of the, that's part yeah. of the process. Like, like, you know, rejection is part yeah. of the process. It's just, because you, know, I do you get just accepted. try again. Uh, it's just, I can't get accepted for everything. That's just, I can't, uh, realistically, no one can be accepted. Of course. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And also it means also it's good as well because it means that you're a bit more conscious of what you what you want and what you want to pick and the opportunities you would like to have. Because yes, I you know, I think when you're starting out, you should definitely, you know, go for as many opportunities as you can. But as your career progresses, I think you should be potentially a bit more selective because you want to have an idea of, you know, you don't want to put your work into a show that's, you know, gonna be about landscapes or, or yeah, about or like, you know you, you don't exhibit with the wrong there. kind of people. And as well you have to be selective because first you don't want to throw your money away because obviously you have to give all these open calls and stuff. And then you have to um like you said if if the for example the judges who are judging the show like uh landscapes or abstract I, I'm not gonna apply in that show because I'm not gonna get accepted obviously. Um, of course yeah. or if the show has a specific theme that doesn't work with me so there, there's so many different like variables but it's i think i think themed shows are a great idea but i think the problem with themed shows is that themes are so broad like you yeah. can you know create a rent like any random theme and tie to somebody's work in the most you know abstract way yeah yeah exactly because i i so. had a I, I had a show recently. I mean, I didn't have a show. I saw this show that had an open call and the theme was light. And uh, yeah. I mean, that's a subject that you can interpret in so many ways. That's so broad. So many ways. Yeah, and you'd want to be, you know, exhibited in a show that's, you know, curated in a way that shows some kind of intent rather than just, oh, these are random. Well, that, I, I don't know. That it has benefits both ways, I guess. But like, you don't want to be, you know, involved in a show where it's literally just, you know, ten, the first ten people who were submitted got chosen. Yeah, that's why I like Gitter, you know, for example, because uh, I've seen a couple of her creative shows, and I think like they're really, they're just really great. The way she does, I, I think curator work is not that easy. It's just. Um, oh no, it's it, not. Yeah, I don't think it is. You have to think about the viewer as well you have to think about how the works work together it's not just making one work it's like so many words yeah. that you have to put together and they have to have something some some like uh, they have to have like a glue that makes them yeah they glue. have to have like a, a conversation or an atmosphere yeah yeah there's yeah. it has to be something there not just one work and they have to work together which is why sometimes you don't get accepted because you doesn't mean your work isn't good enough but it may not work with the rest of the works for example or absolutely of course like of course of course but then also that on the same token you don't want to get accepted because your work is too similar or it's too it will go a bit too yeah. well you kind of want to be it's, it's weird because as an artist it must be hard because you want to both fit in and stand out at exactly the same yeah. time yeah well I, um, that must be a hard balance to, i'm open to rejection i'm open to exceptions <laughs> Uh, that's great part, though like that's great to hear journey so I'm also... absolutely and and talking about galleries and exhibiting and so would you say that you feel like you're part of a wider art community um 
Yes, I, I mean, yes, probably, because I do have, I have quite a lot of art, artists, friends, um, if, that, if that's the question. <laughs> um, I do yes. have, let's say, yes, I have like a community of artists, um, but right now it's not really, it's all um, digital right now and it's all virtual because yeah, yeah, I, haven't, I haven't met anyone in, in a while uh, because of, you know, everything that's going on. Um, of course. But yeah, there's definitely a community there. Um, and I like I like supporting other artists as well. I like helping. I, I really like helping them. I like sharing other people's work, um, especially when there's something I like. Um, obviously, I'm not gonna share anything that I don't like. So, um, of course. And especially from the people that are in that community, like you said. So yeah, um, I can say that, and it's really great to say it because I wasn't like that. I wasn't very um, open to other artists I was always like a bit of a I don't want to say loner because that's not that's not the right word but yeah. it was um why do I need other artists or um why do I need all these I don't want to say even connections but it's just um you need you need your tribe I think that's a bit of work yeah, I think I think because I think one of the biggest myths of being artists is that it's like a solo pursuit when actually it's really not. It's anything. Yeah, but, it's not. Um, well, it's and I think, and I think, and I think for me personally, one thing I've I've really done, especially talking to artists, is that community is a key mm -hmm. part of being an artist, like a key part. Um, and I think it's it's so integral that you have people you can talk to, people you can you know get feedback on your work from, and you know people that you can just you know discuss things. Yeah, with. exactly. And there's you always know. someone that you can ask for something for a favor or if you have a question about something there's always someone who knows the Absolutely. answer um and like like you said feedback on the work i can obviously ask my husband but you know he's not an artist so he has he, he does yeah, have like absolutely. some very valid points he's made and he has helped me but in in, in a very different way so they're definitely helpful to have a community in that sense of the word so what kind of feedback do you find the most valuable or the most helpful to you in your work? Let me think. Um, I, for helpful, it's more the criticism that I like. It's not like, oh, I like your work. That really, it, it's great to hear yes. it, but it doesn't uh, help me much. With Like if I'm struggling with the work, I prefer someone to tells me, like if they see something, because really that's since um art school days some people see something that i don't see like for example if something doesn't look quite right or it's not in the right place or something if it just looks weird sometimes i'm not able to see it because i've been looking at the work for some so long. of course yeah absolutely yeah, i even sometimes like twist it around uh, not twist it around turn it upside down or put it away yes absolutely yes absolutely i've heard about this yes i've recently yeah, I recently uh, learned about this because I was watching, because uh, I watched a lot of stuff to do with art, as you can imagine. So I was watching a paint guide. It's an Instagram account. It's a company, paint guide, and they were doing a talk with an artist called Craig something. I can't remember. His, no, Craig Schaefer. Mm -hmm. Craig Schaefer? Yeah, Craig Schaefer. And he was talking about how he turns his art, and he had art behind him, and it was upside down. And he said he turns it upside down 
because when you turn it upside down, it kind of depersonalizes the work so that he can see if there's anything wrong yeah. with it. Um, and that's so interesting. I had no idea people did that. It was just, it looked really cool though, because it's upside down. Um, so yeah, I really, really like that a lot. I think it was really yeah. cool. Or you look at it in the mirror, really cool. which is pretty much the same. Because I have a mirror yeah. in the room. Yeah. So I can do, I can do both. Or That's amazing. I think that's really cool. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, it's just like a different um, angle. So yeah, that's what I meant by uh, criticism. Um, it's, it's more help. Criticism for me is more helpful than, um, I don't even want to say praises. It's like... Um, yeah because you get uh, yeah because you get more out of it like there's more of a you know because people are saying they like your work obviously the confidence mm-hmm. boost but if you didn't like your work you wouldn't be posting it in the first place so like you know no even if i like it kind of a bit like, if i like it that and it's, and i get this uh feedback that something's not quite right for example that means that i've missed that part and i didn't see it because otherwise i wouldn't i would have fixed it or something like this, um, but that's more to do with, yeah, like in general, um, not in general about all my works, just in particular about one work, what I'm talking about. Otherwise, in yeah. general, I don't think I've had that sort of comments, to be honest. Oh. So how do you define yourself as an artist without putting yourself into too much of a box? Um... Um, <laughs> I never really thought <laughs> that's about that. The worst yeah, question to ask that's you. such a hard question. <laughs> um, how do I define myself as an artist? Um, okay, first of all, I'm a figurative artist. <laughs> uh, I think that yeah. comes without saying. Um, I like exploring. I'm not sure if that's the answer you're looking for, but I'm going to answer anyway. Um, I like exploring um obviously meaningful subjects and things that have a bit more like a spiritual side of it um i do like thinking about in general i do like thinking about these subjects so i do have like a general genuine interest in them um what's what's inside of us and what's um what not, not what we're made of, but yeah, what we're made of, like inside, uh, not the physical part of it, the like the whole energy side of it. Um, and I try to um, translate all my thoughts into into my works in that in that sense. Um, so, how do you think that living in London has shaped your work, and uh, do you think that it will help or hinder the kind of reception you'll get? Uh, it has actually helped my words because it it like deepened my connection to Bulgaria, to be honest. Um, so it made me. It was here that I started making these works, so it was more. It was like a trigger as well, I think. Um, at the same time, it helped me because I've seen so much art here. Obviously, London is a huge art scene, so I've seen so much art here, and I've seen so many great artists and everything. So it has definitely changed my perspective on things and how I see art and the art I see and um, what's, I don't want to say what's popular, but it's still what's in the contemporary art world right now. So I've seeing all this, um, it's obviously changing my view on my works. So yeah. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a great answer. 
And uh, what do you think it means to be a successful artist? And how do you measure the success of your own work? Um, I think that's different for everyone. So it, it really depends on what success means by everyone. Like for me, it would mean one thing. For someone else, it would be something completely different. So um, it might mean like exhibiting like museums and stuff. Um, or it might mean selling a lot. For me, it would mean... Yeah. Um, well, first of all, it would I would love to be my it, it, to be my um, the only thing that I do, so I don't have to do anything else. Yeah. Um, and that's like let's say that's the short term vision I have, and yeah. then long term, obviously, success would be I just would like to, to to have more people seeing my works and yeah. and. Telling, telling all these stories to more people and making people interested in everything. Um, wanting to yeah, learn like more. People, yeah. Basically wanting to learn more. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's not just uh, when you see something, you would like to learn more about it. Not just, oh, that's nice. <laughs> and that's really yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think your work does that really well, though, already. I think it does. Yeah. Um, so I'm pretty excited to see where it goes in the future because I think it does very much so at the yeah, moment. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Okay, so the last question I'll ask you then. Uh, it's a double question. Um, so the last question will be, what are you currently working on and where can people find more about you and your work? Um, okay, what I'm currently working on um, is... Okay, I'm just finishing this work, so I'm not going to talk about it. So I started... Um, I'm starting a few new series of works um, which came from this idea about the... The, the one of the last works I did about a, with, with a frame. So I'm hmm. incorporating um, like embroidered elements in a different way than I was doing before and more like a frame um, because the, the frame idea had is um, the way it's used on the four costumes, it has like a protective purpose, which is sewn around the edges um, to keep your core safe and intact from like outside forces and everything. So I'm using this whole idea of a frame on the painting itself, using elements on the border and creating like some sort of frame. And I'm what I'm painting inside is some it's somehow like protected from the outside. Um, I'm not sure if that makes sense by explaining it, but obviously if, if you see the work, it's gonna make sense. And I'll, yeah, I appreciate I'll, your, I'll your explanation as well there as well. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, that's really that sounds that does sound really uh, fascinating though, because it goes again, it goes back to this idea of of kind of your thought about it. It's not just oh, let's paint this here because it will yeah, look good. It's yeah. like oh, what and, this is actually for a reason. Yeah, and I'm using a bit different elements now it's, as well. It's not just Bulgarian um, uh, culture that I'm using. I also have some elements from like North Macedonia, for example, and I have this piece from uh, which is like a Thailand headpiece. Which again ties still ties into the whole thing I was talking about earlier about symbols, which is like a world interconnected, one whole web of symbols. Yeah. So it's not just in one place. You can still find the same things in different uh, places. Plus, I like looking at different um, cultures and everything. It's just the whole ethnic element is just really fascinating for me. So I love looking at other things as well. Um, and I have, I have a few more of the Mandala series, which is what I was talking again earlier. 
and releasing the Instagram filters as well with the paintings. So I have a few of yeah, those certainly. planned as well. Um, and yeah, that's that's what I'm working on now. And then the second part of the question uh, is, I think the best way to find more about me, my works and everything is my website, which like I said, I'm updating regularly. Um, yeah. So I, I am including all my works there. And then another great way is to subscribe to my um, newsletter, which I, I started, yeah. yeah, I'm starting to be a bit more uh, regular there and send more emails. And that's me basically talking a bit more about my works, which is like how I'm talking now. It's just more, you know, yeah. in a different format. Absolutely. Because in, on Instagram, for example, it's just uh, first to very limited. Um, but pe people yeah. don't, not many people read the captions um and it's um it's just in a different way if you if you are really subscribed to, to my list then that for me that means you actually want to hear more so i do yeah make, of course yeah you know you can gauge who's actually interested to put down my thoughts and really tell that story to people who actually want to hear it and i know they want to hear it because they're on the list <laughs> and uh, like i said on instagram yeah sorry I'm definitely on that list. So, yes, I know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, like I said on Instagram, not everyone, but that's normal. I don't expect everyone to read everyone to of course. Do yeah, everything. Of course. Um, so it's it's quite normal. So that's why I have the newsletter and that's why um, I that's started a great idea. it. So I can because that's or uh, uh, the alternative was a blog, but I'm not the I'm not a blog person, so I think this is more for me. Yeah. Um because I do think people want to know more. It's not it's not about the picture anymore. They want to know more about what's behind the oh, idea and what's the picture about. So yeah. Absolutely. And your website is just your yes, name, yeah. Myname.com. That's perfect. And that's Simona yeah. Rashepa. That's perfect. But Simona, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Like I really appreciate your time. Oh yeah, I hope I hope okay. I really No, no, it's, honestly it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. This concludes my interview with Simona Rishabha. Thank you very much for listening. If you have any questions or comments about it, please send me an email via the bowl at gmail.com or via social media sites such as Instagram or Twitter. Also, the Fine Fruit Bowl audio interviews can now be found on a variety of sites such as Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to support the platform, please consider subscribing on any of those and sharing this interview with friends and family. Also, Please don't forget to check out theflyingfruitbowl.co.uk for daily art inspiration and please get in touch if you'd like a chance to be featured or interviewed. Once again, thank you so much for listening and until next time folks, please stay safe.